welcome back to two fireflies in a pod and yesterday was the first sunday where we didn't actually get an episode how are you feeling uh it it was weird um and also i'm shannon and <laughs> I, still, I still haven't learned how to do this <laughs> uh yeah it was it was i i decided to well, I didn't actually. No, I ended up not doing it. I was going to play The Last of Us 2, and then I delayed it. I managed to delay it another day and did it a little bit today instead. We didn't start The Last of Us 2, but we did do a Last of Us uh, a Last of Us run on the grounded setting. So it was a play into drop, and we both actually got to the same area which I was shocked at. I thought you were going to get a lot further than me because you are generally a lot better than I am. Well, let's at video also games. be honest. I got two tries because I was trying to get a video. I died early my first run of my permadeath. It was the stress I, of the video record. <laughs> I died in the audio, not the audio, the, uh, the stupid office buildings we first go into with Tess and Ellie. It was when we the first time we actually go up, up against the clicker and then Tess throws the bottle and I was, you know, crouch walking toward the toward the clicker and that's when the clicker turns around and I didn't have anything. So I punched it and it hit me <laughs> and then I died. But I couldn't get a video of it because the settings were all off. To be fair, so it's just a blank thing. going back to a video game after not playing it for a while is very hard. But I tried to go back to recreate that moment. And I did it permadeath too. And I, I don't know why, but I did it permadeath too. And I, I did the exact same thing I did. But for some reason, the clicker didn't turn around then. And then I was fine. And I, and I had to kill it because there's I couldn't just... He was letting <laughs> you have this one. <laughs> yeah. So then I got to the subway area. And right at the entrance of the subway area is uh, my second permadeath. <laughs> permadeath hardcore. Uh, I feel that's a respectable I, run. I hesitated at the clicker, the first clicker. Apparently, like, that's just what I do. I hesitate. And then I shot that one. I killed it. And then, but that, of course, alerted everybody else in that waiting room area. And then I threw a Molotov. And then I threw another Molotov. And I was out of Molotovs. And then I missed. And that's and then when I you're died. in trouble. So we didn't have an episode to watch, but we did have the video games to play. And we're going to play The Last of Us 2 going into next week's discussion about how they might do season Probably two won't finish it though no right? no no but i feel like we'll get far enough far long enough to discuss i didn't remember that um that I, the first game was as short as it was i think i just make it longer because of how i play so this this episode we are recapping the entire season doing our complete thoughts final opinions and one of the biggest critiques I often see, and I do agree with, although I, I don't necessarily agree with the choice of words used, is that the this season felt rushed, especially the second half. I, I have an issue with the word choice. We'll get into that. And oh, yeah. The, I don't know what the word choice is. The counterpoint is the, the game is very, very short, and it really is. We're including a lot of deaths, a lot of, you know, starting at the cutscene again. What, it's, it's a 20-hour game, I think. Yeah, I think with the way I play and how I, has, I can make it into like a 25-hour game. But even going slow, that's, I, I was surprised at how, how short it was taking me, actually. I remember when I was replaying it before the show started. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. And I'm like, we're like, like 20 hours in and I can tell that I'm always 
I'm almost at the end. I'm like, oh my god, really? I I imagine it as it's such a it's such a deep story. I think you just you think it's bigger than it is. And with the notes, you know, you're picking up, you're finding little trinkets, you're finding these notes, you're getting absorbed into the lives of other people. And granted, instead of like watching it play out, like with like Kathleen and Bill and Frank, you kind of get sucked into those pieces of paper that you find. So I think that makes it feel a little bit longer too. We got to actually see those notes play out in real life in certain circumstances. I wish we got to see Ish. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, or like somehow meet Ish. That would have been that would have been cool in a way. Just like a random, yeah, like a random snippet, just like a two second scene where it's like, oh, my name is Ish, or ah, uh, that would have been. Yeah, but then they'd actually have to run into people. Right. More. They'd have to run into things. Do you want to so do you want to just jump in? I don't think we're going to do much of a structure in this. No. So, you know, I'll, so, <laughs> I was thinking about this when I was walking Aaron today. It's so much easier to talk about the negative stuff. It is. And I I can I know myself and I can get stuck on that. But I want to say like overall, like big picture of the show, I did love it. I'd give it a solid I, love the show. I don't yeah. really do number ratings. I hate doing that with books. I'm hesitant to do that with this too because what the hell does a number rating even mean? But if I had to, uh there was a somebody had a shiv to my throat and was making me say a number, I would give it a solid 8.5, I think. Yeah, I would give it I would if I I'm I'm going to go with letter grades. I would give it an A. You know, maybe an A minus. I think I think in the beginning, I really thought it was they were going to knock it out of the park, and I think it faltered in the second half. Yeah. But overall, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it was a good adaptation when they decided to do an adaptation. It's it's easier to forget about the good parts because you don't really analyze why you like something, right? Whereas if, if there's something I don't like or if something feels off, I kind of tend to think more about it of, like, why is that? Why... So I'm more introspective about it. And then so I focus on that more. And it's easier to like articulate. It was like, oh, why, where's this? Whereas things I like is like, well, it's just the chicken wing of love. And that was amazing. <laughs> that made me feel good. That's a good so. point. Maybe we should try to do our best to not be completely negative. Because yeah, I, I really, this is a show that I, would, I will keep coming back to. I will watch it again, even though we've watched it multiple times to do this. I will, I think I'll still go back to every episode and watch it happily so it's funny that i'm coming into this being like well this is what i didn't like so maybe that has maybe i didn't think about this correctly when we were preparing for this I, well, episode. I was thinking about our past episode i feel like me especially i tend to focus on what things bother me instead of what i enjoyed unless it's like overall i like i think in the beginning we were pretty effusive with our praise and then as the show went on i felt like i got more negative Whereas I, I don't want to give the impression that I didn't like it. It is one of the better, well-done adaptations of a video game that I have seen. Um, I would it say beats it's a the good curse. adaptation. It beats it. I'm very curious. We'll save this for next week when we're talking about the season season two. I, I think they have mastered or they have beat that video game adaptation curse. I hope that continues on. I think that they did that because they stayed true to the show. And they made the appropriate changes. Minus some, but I right. think overall... It wasn't perfect, but overall they did a they did an excellent job. A good job. A really good job. And my biggest... the We're not being negative, but my biggest <laughs> things... My my two gripes are the, the lack of a threat. 
and not just because of of the fact that there wasn't you know boom boom pow pow but the lack of the threat really watered down the choice between marlene and joel last episode and i had a such a big issue with that and it took away a lot of weight that that decision carried and obviously i do like the pow pow boom boom aspects of it but the pacing was just off and here and this is what I'm saying when I don't know if that's the right word because I maybe it's not the pacing that bothered me. I just don't feel like they allocated the appropriate time to the appropriate places, if that makes sense. They fr- I, I felt like they really front-loaded the show. They absolutely front-loaded, yeah. For me, it's, like, it's almost like a tale of two shows where it's like you have the first half where it really felt like they were taking their time to take what was in the game and to expand it or to change it to benefit the world like the mycelium network which then we never hear about again so frustrating how are you gonna introduce that like how are you gonna introduce that really cool thing and like yeah we had like that bloater moment and that big uh horrid moment but if i knew that instead of peppering the infected throughout the entire season we're going to get like that that I, I wouldn't yeah. have loved it so much. And I think I, I felt like it would have been a really easier, easy way to build in the tension of the world and the threat of the world without actually having it boom, boom, pow, pow. When they were outside the Boston building and they saw the the fungal growth, but they mentioned that it was old and dried and dead. We never saw that again anywhere. They were in Salt Lake City. What Was the infected not in Salt Lake City? Because we didn't see any instances of previous infections previous fungal growth it was just empty streets yeah like super it didn't seem realistic at that point and i get it maybe some cities got hit harder maybe some cities were really proactive and they fought back the the threat fine but when you have a whole ass series with so little threat the added absence of anything in such a big city after that is just like this doesn't this doesn't track and you know it didn't even seem like jackson was that under that much under threat really like it was they they seem more worried about people which i think is fair but they didn't seem that worried about infected and at least that was explained though small spoiler though for the second game because i just played the beginning of it they are still actively dealing with infected there. That's true. But see, I don't mind. They, they, if they, if that's a change in the game or in the show, sorry, if that's a change in the show where, you know what, we, we're only dealing with the infected in the cities, fine. That tracks enough for me to, to go with you. But if that's the case, make the cities have infected. Right. Cause they would, that, that was a leisurely stroll they did through Salt Lake City. Like, I don't know much about Utah. I've never been there, but... It was too kumbaya. And I know we needed a kumbaya moment, but... Ugh. But, you know, it could have just been a thing of where they seemed like they were on alert. Whereas, like, Joel's not just, ha- like, chilling, walking with the gun on his... Like, just holding it like a backpack. You know, just like, you know, arms through the straps or fingers through the straps. First day of school status. <laughs> and I know the... But it's hard. I You have to, like, do that along with also trying to deal with the emotional Ellie element of the episode. Right. But that's where I think, okay, uh, going going back really quick up to 
the maybe we should have structured this but <laughs> going back to winging it the pacing being weird I don't want I don't want to make it seem like I I'm not one of those people who think we shouldn't have had the Bill and Frank and I don't think and I'm not one of those people who don't no. think we shouldn't have had the Ellie and Riley I think we needed all of those storylines I think that the show absolutely benefited from those storylines I just think that if you're going to give extra care to certain characters in the in the event of Bill and Frank and then Kathleen's group, then you need to take that extra care with Joel and Ellie's storyline as well to make up for losing some episodes with them. Yeah. And I also think those two episodes, like I agree, I don't think, I think Bill and Frank, I think was such a deviation, but it was such a perfect deviation from the game and it's something i 100 percent support but i think elements of that episode and also the riley episode even though what happens in the end is a symptom of their lack of tension situation yes. right because there wasn't a ton of danger in the bill and frank episode. outside of the raiders and i think right. it's and interesting you and i as game players we like the first half more because they did change things versus the yeah, second half saying. where we're just like, well, then they just started taking cutscenes. It's interesting to me that that's where we're like, all right, you you kind of lost me. I think that's what I, that's what I was saying is like it's. I felt like they took the time in the sec in the first half to adapt the game, and they took the time to develop these characters. In, in a slightly unique way or a completely unique way if you go with Bill and Frank where it's still kind of new for like the gamers and stuff but also familiar and comforting whereas in the second half it's like we got to hit these beats we got to go to Colorado because we got to go to that university but we're not going to spend any time in there and then we got to do the David thing and then we got to do the hospital like and then we're like boom 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 we got it done and that's what it felt like especially since the episodes were just getting shorter and shorter and shorter what the hell hbo i don't know if we can blame hbo i think they got to make the show they wanted to make you think so i think so i don't think they're gonna give them like an hour and a half ep bill and frank episode and then be like now you gotta shorten it up that's true i guess that they they would look at them and be like excuse me <laughs> it's like i think if it was like some exec some network executive they would probably be like yeah i think we need to cut down on this one to build time for this one if money and time was a, a network issue that's a good point it's it's just so frustrating when you know they can do it correctly because they largely did do it correctly right but when they start to do those okay let's get the university let's you know let's meet henry and sam but let's give henry and sam these episodes although i would say that the turning point was henry and sam that's you know it would have yeah i would agree but you know what would be nice if they took some time in Colorado to do is have a moment where they can see the failures of the fireflies for their previous works of the vaccine. Oh, that'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting like character to, moment for Ellie. Not to put like an element of doubt because I don't think that's needed. I don't because I think it doesn't matter what Joel believes. I didn't, Joel could 100% believe that there's a cure. Joel could believe that there's not possible of a cure. He would do the exact same thing. So I don't really think it matters what he thinks is possible because he would do it anyway, regardless. Right, it'd be more for Ellie. But I think it puts an interesting element to the Firefly side of things that I, I liked in, in the game that we kind of saw that they were going, I, I don't know. They were struggling. Yeah, this is what they've been working for this whole time not liberating cities because they haven't done fuck all with that. Well, I think they 
changed their focus once they realized there could potentially be a cure. I don't understand the Fireflies as a group entirely. Because were the Fireflies already on a downturn in their run when we meet them? I think so. And then this is their like last ditch effort? I think so because... there's still like factions in all these different cities and stuff doing their own thing. I don't know about the factions and I don't necessarily think that's talked about in the game but at least like Marlene's group they're 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 being taken down slowly right it's like the group keeps on coming together and coming together well, they suck they obviously suck like Marlene basically said that when she said you know how did you two get here when I had five bodyguards and they're all dead and I almost died again well going back to the recruitment effort in like what the the pilot episode when Joel's just like huffing by a wall and yeah. that guy's like hey do you want to see the light or whatever? It's like, yeah, like if you like recruit, the shadiest, like <laughs> the shadiest of drug dealers, yo, you want to see the light? I got something for you. <laughs> so if that's who you're recruiting, like the people who are standing in corners, just like dejected, you're probably getting them too late. And I, I guess finding those able-bodied people to be young and enthusiastic is almost impossible, which is probably why then they're targeting people like Riley, these young you know, young people who can be manipulated into thinking that there can be this wonderful, wonderful future, which again, Fedra is doing the same thing on the opposite side. I'm not, you know, pro Fedra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so you're, you're tapping in these people who are just so fed up with Fedra and giving up on life or these young, impressionable children who think it's cool to hold a pipe bomb. And I don't yeah. think the training regimen is all that great. Next week's episode is just all spoilers, right? right? Like, we're just all, we're, we're, all we're holding those uh, conversations back back in this one. But yeah, I think the the ways even in the subtle ways they expanded in the first half of the show it was I think we were really like the cuddle scene was really good. Like I, I hate the I just it's one of my kind of favorite small changes moments to make like subtext into text. Right. I guess. And I didn't like the change of how she died, but it, it's it's more personal preference than i think a failure on their part i you know? i do i will swallow the fact that it, it could be a personal preference that i just can't get on board with i will swallow that down but in talking about like the pacing and allotting time to the appropriate things like tessa's death like granted okay they did that little care in the next episode but her death is the what's the, the uh, i'm forgetting the word but her death sets everything into place for Joel and Ellie. She is the reason that Joel is taking Ellie and this whole thing functions. And just for it to be the last 10 minutes of it, of, of an episode, and that's it. When like somebody like Kathleen's group can get two whole episodes, I think we could have been a little bit more test focused. But I just wish it was more badass. I, I really felt like it. she wasn't a weak character, but I felt like the whole that whole last part weakened her in a way that they didn't in the game. The whole, I know you don't feel what I, that kind of thing. Like, Worst I didn't, line that's in the when show. I think I started not to care for that. And then I really disliked the makeout. I think, I don't know, it, I can't help but think that was so unnecessary. The makeout tentacles. Again, if that somehow came back in a bigger way in the show later on, all right, maybe Tess was the introduction. And whenever we saw that, we would think of Tess or whatever. 
but they keep introducing the the weird tentacles the mycelium network but then it's just dropped and never seen again and never thought of because i don't think that anybody casual fans when they're watching episode eight that that whole tentacle kiss thing is gone it's out of their brain at that point so why include it and why rob her of a badass death and they also did it with the set design in the beginning it was like this big world there's cars all over and i get they're like in a city area but even when they're walking toward bill and frank's after test's episode the only time we see that there's cars off the side of the road or you know there was a plane crash it's when it's specifically because joel or ellie needs to stay aligned otherwise it's completely empty roads like how i i that really took me out when they're when they first were driving in the um in the truck and down the road and there was nothing there was you couldn't just cgi a little bit of a car off the side of the road or something or maybe they gotta weave in and out a little bit like i've driven across country before i saw more cars on the side of the road in bumfuck nowhere yeah that's true me too <laughs> than they did or like those those bits of tires of tire blowouts before you know on the side of the, that you have to like not run over because tires are apparently like part steel that i didn't know about before <laughs> it's not just rubber you know and but no it was like the smoothest cross-country drive that you could have until they hit city areas and there needs to be like danger it couldn't be like it's like they forget to build that there was a life before the outbreak unless they need to specifically say something about it i don't know enough about shows to comment on the why of that but i i felt that but it kind of goes to how they kept they wanted this to be so focused on a story of people after an apocalypse right grant the, the show is called the last of us completely get that this is a character driven drama so is the game I get it. It's not what 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 are people talking about media literacy? I understand. Uh, uh, I understand. Uh, you just don't get you just it. You don't man. get it. Like the, the people just aren't media literate these I, days. I I understand every single point. But this is also a show about danger and working together to stay alive and in that you can't just give Joel and Ellie this leisurely stroll across the United States, even if it's not threats everywhere. But getting to one place or another, like, oh, the car overheated. We have to slam the hood and go on foot now. And maybe I shouldn't be harping on like re like how realistic something is. But I think every time they had a car, they stopped because it overheated or maybe not in... Um, yeah, Joel, Joel and Ellie had to abandon their car at the end of the, the season to get to Jackson because it like was on its last legs or it died right in a convenient spot that's only a five-mile walk from Jackson. Where are the other cars that people could do that with? How come, you know, where are the other abandoned cars because it just broke down as they were trying to get away? Why is it clear? Why aren't they on the side of the road if the military cleared it? Like, they're not going to pick up the vehicles. I'm fine. Like, I think that's a little bit like I watching it. I didn't really pick up on that. I'm fine letting that go. Uh, I am not. Yeah, you are I, not. But, you know, <laughs> so I think that's like a little it depends on how how deep you want to go into it. For I think it's just part of the world building, though. It's like they built the world and they're like, OK, now just go with it. But they're not going to. The only thing that the only thing that bothered me about the world building is this 
focus or this doubling down on the lack of threats. And again, this is a story about what's left of humanity. And we're, we're shown that through Ellie and Joel and their journey in a way that we couldn't see that in the game, in the game show, in the game, because it was very limited in what they could do and what they can animate. So I do like that the fact that the show is giving us pockets of how people are surviving, you know, for better or worse. But again, this this is still a show about the apocalypse. This is still a show about infected. So to completely, and I guess not completely, but to have entire episodes without really an infected and having one at the end, like, come on, you you have to feed us something. And that tension then played into Joel and Ellie's relationship. That's how they bonded in the game surviving together getting through everything gives us that fuels those cutscene moments and makes them as strong and powerful as they are and the show we don't get that connective tissue between them so like the cutscene moments are nice to see but we're not given the substance to make them as impactful as the game i mean it's still a horror show it's a character driven show but it's still in essence a quote-unquote zombie show I don't know if I it's it feels like such an overcorrection of The Walking Dead, you know, where it's just all zombies all the time and it's all just but at least their world still feels dangerous. Right. And we don't even and I know we've said this multiple times, but it doesn't even have to be fighting like the even the museum second episode before right. the fight, even that tense trying to sneak around something would have been enough it could have been a silent conversation of joel and ellie telling each other where to step because so much of their relationship in the game especially in the beginning is they have to rely on each other to get out of these awful deadly situations and that's how they come together and so it doesn't have to be joel taking out his gun and being rambo but it has to be we need to be very quiet right now because there's 20 infected around us or there used to be a huge infection in this building. We should we should step around this or, you know, watch your step. And then, like you said, watch your step. Like, I think that's part of the world building, though, right? Because after Boston, we didn't even see, like, signs of previous infections, even if it was old and gone and even if it was yeah. taken care of. That was such a kind of, you know, just them walking up to that building and seeing all that growth along that building. They don't have to go into those buildings. That can be a really good sign. That's a bad building. Don't Let's go in. Go Persona go not Rada. <laughs> Just to have that in the background. Or even in the Riley episode of... They had that... Uh, I don't know. Like, I guess it's... I, I liked it better in the DLC that there was more than one infected. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, something that came to them in a way. Instead of they woke up the one they forgot to look at because it yeah. was adult. Or whatever the reason is of the not even hiding infected. It would have been actually really interesting if we could see that one wake up and then kind of all of them do the same or like two or three more do the same. And I guess maybe they thought it would be unrealistic for them to fight them. But it wouldn't even have to be a fight, right? It, we've established that the infected in this world are incredibly dangerous. Ellie and Riley are teenage, preteen girls, teenage girls. So, okay, they don't have to... Uh, Riley's not. Well, uh, well, Riley's yeah, she's on the brink of womanhood. <laughs> but they can outrun them right like there could be a really tense chase scene even if it's not that yeah. long there could be a really intense chase scene and maybe 
one manages to corner them or they run into a room where another one happens to be because they were all woken up by the mycelium network, there's ways to tackle that in a way that's not going to make it seem like they these two teenage girls are subhuman or whatever. Superhero fighter people. I mean, it was tough in the game. It was insanely hard in the game. It was a very frustrating. That was a very frustrating moment. Or even okay, we don't. We just have the one, but hide him, so it makes sense that they missed him. Like that really bothered me. Yeah, like make him make him in like a, a meat locker in like a butcher shop or something. Right, or you know, one of the wall. That would have been cool. One of the wall infected. I hate those. Yeah, those. Those are scary. That was in the second game, but I, you know, that would have been an interesting element to introduce. That kind of, it was maybe like hidden behind a curtain or something, but they're like one of those walls and it just like pops out of there or something. What I do like about the world building, to add a positive to our conversation, is I do like that we were introduced to different pockets of civilization and got to see the different ways that they adapted to survive because like the Kathleen's, the Ishes, we didn't get to meet Ish, but we at least saw that some people went underground. Yeah. Some people stayed with Fedra. Some people stayed with Fedra, but then revolted. We had people who kind of fucked off civilization and were kind of doing fine outside of the fact that now they have to be a little bit more careful when they, when they go out of their cabin. We have people who just left the cities entirely and started these really cool communities and that's something that I really craved in the game is we were so stuck with Ellie and Joel that I was hungry to see how other people were handling the downfall of society. So I, I really do appreciate the fact that we got different insights into different groups. Yeah, I like that the Raiders were more, were more like boogeymen than actual enemies in the show. So it was like the, there was always the people they went up against when they went up against people. There was always... A purpose to it you know it was kathleen's group but kathleen's group had just come out from under the thumb of fedra and they were still being a bit wild about it and kathleen didn't really care about that part she just wanted her revenge against henry you know then we meet jackson and even the only kind of quote-unquote raiders we could have come up against was david's group yeah but even so, they expanded on that one of like how Red Dead run down they were <laughs> as a group and how manipulative they, they expanded on that. And that was a good, I like that. You know, it, you really saw how it was, um, way, I forget his, his character's name, but Troy Baker's character, how what they were doing is weighing on them. James, I think. Yeah. Whereas in the game, it's just, you don't see that element because you're, you're on ellie's perspective and everybody's a bad Always. guy right and he is a bad guy right well but, david's all know. yeah david is a piece of shit we we but david's just a crazy person that somehow is i guess charming enough to them to desperate people to convince a select group that this is the best thing for them and if you're starving i can see how you can be convinced along those lines and you're if you feel responsible for all these people and you're not finding the food you need to feed all these people I can see how they got to that point. David is just a bad guy. The The town, they weren't bad people. No. And half of them didn't know what they were doing. Like in, you know. Uh, yeah. I think more than half. I think it was like really a select. Right. The David's chosen. 
mm-hmm. knew what they were doing and going out and trying to hunt man meat, which is just gross. But I, I like that it wasn't just, oh, these are just raiders. They just come out of nowhere and they, you know. Their body counts. Right. Yeah, their body counts. It wasn't the wave of whatever government of the country you're coming into, like in Nathan Drake, of they're just committing war crimes all over the place. It For wasn't the like the sake that. of an <laughs> ancient statue that you just need. <laughs> so what did you think of Ellie and Joel's relationship in terms of... Do you think that there was enough of it? Do I think there was enough? I think I could always do with more. I think they did a good job of... Yeah, I don't think I have a real problem. Like, I could always... Like, I love the moments that we got with them, right? And I don't really have... a. I don't feel like it was a leap. They're antagonistic toward each other. Now, all of a sudden, they're super close. I think they did a good job building up with it, even on the episode skips. I do think maybe they could have done a little bit more, I don't know, of like a subtle buildup where it wasn't like, I don't know. That's what we we're saying. Like, oh, it was like a point to point to point. And I think that's kind of what their relationship was too. Like they were hitting these points that they hit in the game. Where I just feel like in the game, during the gameplay that they can't do in the show, according to some people, but they've done, You're not they've better. done it well. <laughs> we had uh, also a, a better subtle buildup of their relationship. I, I agree, and I understand the game and the show are separate, and if you want the game, play the game. I 100% will play the game for, for certain aspects that I don't even want to see in the show, but in that gameplay were moments that, again, fed into the cutscenes, and I just wish they squeezed in a little more. It could have been as small as, I don't know, Ellie throw like Ellie having to squeeze through a dark tunnel not knowing what was on the other side to unlock a door or as big as Ellie jumping on the back of an infected and stabbing them as I'm hanging as Joel's hanging upside down in a booby trap or Joel trying to get her across somewhere like she has to trust him to get her across a body of water right because she can't swim people say that the, these big episodes with Kathleen and Henry and Sam and uh, took away from Joel and Ellie because it was focusing on other people. I don't think those episodes though, and those focuses took away from the show at all. I think it added to the show. I just think that in in their planning of episodes, they should have been a little bit more careful to include more moments like that. So it the buildup felt a little bit more gradual and not authentic because it did feel authentic. But I feel like I'm being a glutton and just saying I want more and more and more. But I do think those moments were important to have. Yeah, I think they decided to take the time on characters in the beginning and then not so much at the end, right? Like that's our whole problem was the first four-ish, five-ish episodes, right? And then the second half of this show is where it, it's like, where are you rushing to? right now i don't understand why it's such a rush to get to where you need to be and i don't know i wish they i felt like they could have really expanded on you know after david like they they expanded the test relationship but then the joel and ellie kind of how ellie was feeling like it was such a good moment but it was so is like and then and then we're we've got flashbang and we're, we're gone ellie deserved a little bit more attention in that in her trauma 
Yeah. I think Kathleen was an important element of the show that I think will really feed into the second, third season, however they do it. I think it really informs the world in a way that we only got in the second game that they didn't do. Like in the first game, I think it was just all the Raiders, they're bad people, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about them. Whereas the, the second game had more nuance to it. And I think we got that nuance in this season, which I appreciate of these different people trying different ways to survive. Even Fedra, we got that with Fedra too, with um, the captain and how he believed in what he was doing. And, you know, the nice lady who, who ultimately killed the kid, but she was really sweet about it. You know, it wasn't just like Fedra's this fascist dictators that just i never thought i would be pro i'm not pro pro fedra but i never thought that i would be sympathetic towards fedra because in the games i was i know the fireflies were awful but i was like fuck yeah fireflies give me my pendant (laughs) yeah if i was living in that world in the game world and it was fedra fireflies it would be fireflies right like no question even if I, i might be like the dead person in the second game where like they lied and stuff right ultimately but i wouldn't choose fedra of who fedra was in the game you know it, there does seem to be a, a need i think humanity in general like societies there's a need for order i think that's why conspiracy ther- theories for some people it's just so prolific because we live in a chaotic world and they need and if birds aren't real say, oh it's for yeah birds aren't <laughs> real if you can say it's oh the adrenochromes and whatever and all these elites are sucking up babies to stay young and stuff that makes more sense than shit just happens and it sucks (laughs) yeah you know it's like then there's something to blame there's something to i think it's also might be controversial i think this is why people like religion because it brings a, a sense of order to the world and that's you know historically we don't understand lightning it's a god we don't understand lightning you know so i you know i think i can see where the people of fedra are coming from or the people under fedra too like yeah this sucks but there's somebody in charge who can make these decisions for me and at that point i'm sure there's like a learned helplessness going on like people shut down i mean people react to traumas in different ways some people shut down and they're too terrified of what's going on or they feel too helpless to think that anything can change Uh, most of these people are still of the people who lived in a society before the apocalypse right they're like i want to go to whole foods so yeah exactly they know what they had before and it's it's the fireflies problem too they know what they had before so they keep trying to go back to it even if it's gone which is so frustrating your world is gone it's gone i understand nostalgia i miss blockbuster too but you have to let go of the concept that you you know so well and look at this new world and look at this new like and start implementing new structures for how things could be because that's where the fireflies ultimately went wrong it's trying to go back to how things were and giving that back to people honey that is that is gone honey (laughs) i think it's it's both fedra and i think it's a lot of communities probably like i feel like jackson works because they are smaller more insular and it it's uh, it's it's run by committee i guess right like we said how long can jackson last right exactly that's there's gonna be somebody and it's gonna happen eventually if we go like historically speaking 
or you know just human nature speaking there's going to be somebody that wants more power within the community of jackson to implement how they think things should be and then they'll try you know it or the wrong person finds it right or like they want to kick somebody out but now they know where they are so like do we kill that yeah. person? Do we cast them out and they come back? I want Jackson to be like this realistic utopia, but the it's still run by people. And the only way that I think that it could continue existing is as long as it remains this untouched, pristine place where it's like hugely invite only and not being invited means we're killing you. Yeah. And that's also that's survival, but that's not good. Right. Like, I don't know. It's. But at that point, it like, feels wrong to be like, OK, so why don't you belong in this community? Like, what is this about? What what do how do we make that decision that you as a person do not belong here? Like, what is our criteria for that? Is it just that we don't have space? Because that's one thing. But is it you as a person? Right. Then where do you go with that? Like, ooh, like and that you give me the slippery ick, slope. So right. I don't like your vibes. Or like, what if I come out of the forest half starved because it's winter? And yeah, I am a little bit not my best self, and I might come off as a little bit sketchy. But it's just because I have frostbite on my toes and I haven't eaten in four days, so I'm not my best self. You're gonna, right. you're gonna judge me on that? Like, I'm a great person. I could help train your dogs. <laughs> I'm a good person. <laughs> I can't help. Well, I don't have training. I I can I can dog sit like nobody's there. <laughs> when you go hunting, I got Fido. Like you don't even know. I I got a text from the dog I used to dog sit. Like just thinking about you. That's how good I am. And it really was the dog who texted not her. Not the dog. The dog. Oh, no, the it dog was the did dog. not text me. <laughs> <laughs> the dog. The dog has since passed away unfortunately Django had stomach cancer oh no yeah so did bebop r.i.p my baby boy Erin's losing color on her nose and it makes me sad when i see it i'm like let i'm getting let old. me just get this sharpie <laughs> just like, yeah just color it in you're fine but i think i think we got off topic about what we liked about the show and just went into the overall general this thing all counts it, but... okay back on topic thoughts on I'm just I'm just throwing out ideas here. Thoughts on use or not use of the infected? I think I think that was a big fail. I would overall. I would agree. I would say picture, that is big picture show. a fail. I think when they did it, it was well done and it was interesting. It's just they decided to stop doing it for some reason. They leaned in too much on the humanity and having Joel and Ellie lead us through this crusade of how people are surviving in the apocalypse. Understand that's necessary, but this is ultimately a it seemed like a fairly easy journey right and it wasn't it really really wasn't and this is a world that is filled with nasty spore infected creatures it not spore infected not spore infected you're right you're right that was a slip <laughs> oh I, I still miss the spores i i think i hope they bring it into the second season i think it could be like an evolution potentially yeah i think they could flip it right like on the show they evolve into the sports too because that sounds like a good way to evolve yourself to further your spread well they did say oh. at least i didn't read the article but i read a the title of an article that said that they are introducing different the problem with the world in general right. i read this title so i i read the headline therefore i know what it's an about expert. But they did say they were introducing different types of infected. 
Again, I don't know I what that hear, means. Again, I'm on the same boat as you. I did not read any articles, <laughs> but I read a bunch of headlines that said that there will be more infected in the second season. Because we Which there felt the lack of, I am all about this being a character-driven, relationship-driven story, but there needs to be a background of screechy monsters for me to feel satisfied. Right. I mean, if you think about it, though, it is like the game is a character. It's a heavy story game. It's not. I would say it's it's more. It's way more story heavy than any of the Nathan Drake's Uncharted stuff. I think those are more shoot 'em up for sure. Treasure hunting. Like I honestly, other than Chloe, I don't really care about the story. I don't know why you need this vase or whatever this base. We are we are team. Way you say. We are heavy team Chloe on this podcast. Right. Like how can you not? Claudia Black is amazing, and she was Aaron's son. She was Aaron's son. You're like come on. Anyway. <laughs> And I think the game was very character heavy and relationship driven, but it's also the relationship is built around the horror of the world. And we miss that in the, in the show. And I think you can be a horror show without it actually always, it, it doesn't have to be like jump scares and stuff all the time or shoot em ups all the time. What's it? What, Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix one. Like that was a horror show. But it was very character driven and it wasn't a bunch of in your face jump scares and stuff. The the right? horror in that was the the subtlety right. of it the was, haunting. The slowly building tension of that world. And that slow like, tension then gives a higher sense to the relationships. Right. Like as they're going as they're living in that house and it gets worse and worse and worse, you know, it's just slowly building up. But it's not a ton of Nellies, you know. It's all <laughs> these like subtle things. And I feel like we had that in the beginning to to introduce us into the world and then they just let it go in the end. After introducing so many amazing elements and it just I I think that's what makes it frustrating. It's cause it was there. The element is there and we've seen it and we know they can do it because they did so well in the beginning and the fact that they kind of dropped the ball of it in the end is like you built yourself such a good foundation and then you just jumped off of it to shallow water why. and all of our ankles yeah. broke and now we're kind of upset about it and, Nell <laughs> and ellie can't swim and ellie can't so now ellie is drowning it's so and then i think it's i think that's what makes it i think that's why we kind of focus on it so bad so much and that's why it bothers us so much is because they've demonstrated their ability to do the thing and balance it yeah and then for some reason at the end after we get past the henry part it's just okay now we gotta hit these beats like we did the bloater boom, 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 we boom, did boom. the bloater so now we got that out of the way and let's keep going but even now looking back i feel like the bloater was very lackluster kind of it was kind of wasted if that's all that the bloater was going to do, I understand that as a introduction. I understand not being able to kill the bloater and making him this this large pre presence because whenever I fight a bloater, I am standing up and screaming and just jamming right. buttons. Like you can't just have people running in circles <laughs> right. away from the bloater, Crafting. trying to like shooting and you know trying to get them as you keep just running in circles. I understand that, but it also it, it makes me concerned about the second season because there are there were not 
there are bloaters in the game, but there are also other things that are bigger that I feel like if you don't do that, mm. it might, you need it. It's a part of the world. Just because we don't want it to be a shoot 'em up all the time, doesn't, I don't understand why it can't still be part of the world. I don't, I don't, I don't either. It was, it was, it, it was just a fail. It was just a fail. I guess it's, it's like a parent when you know your kid can do the work because they've done it before and they just chose <laughs> not to at the end. You know, they did so good in the school year at the beginning and then for some reason they're failing off and it's like, are you okay? Do we need to go talk to somebody? What happened? Let's get you a tutor. <laughs> Our counselor, like, is there something going on? Is somebody bullying you? Did, did the HBO bully you? Like, what is happening Pulled right out now? the doll. <laughs> so what elements do you think worked well or like what did you pull out and think was really good outstanding what elements did you love the most the way they expanded in the world was really good i liked that they added more nuance into it early on that you know we just didn't have in the game in the beginning it made you kind of i liked that there was they decided to just jump in on the there's no good guy in this world same these are people just trying to survive and i think they conveyed that really well i think they got that message across and i i buy it. it's like you can most of the people even even you can even go with david's group if you do, if you take david out of the equation you can see how they got to where they are even if you don't agree with it i can see that with the fedra i can see that with fireflies i can see that with kathleen i can see that with perry and i can see that with david's group even though i don't you know take david out of that and really when it comes down to survival it comes down to circumstance and under what circumstances are you meeting these people and that's make or break that is a I'm letting you go, I'm inviting you to stay, or I'm shooting you between the eyes. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's like, where are you, where are you meeting them, and where the, when are they meeting you? I think Kathleen would have loved to have a Joel before Henry, before the Henry thing happened, right? Oh, she like, would I have think, loved to unleash Joel. Yeah, he would have been a better Perry in the sense that I think Perry was kind of, even though he said he was kind of gung-ho with her, like, we are following you, I think he eventually would have broken off where i think if we met joel at the beginning and joel was in that group after before ellie joel would have been like i don't care <laughs> shoot who all right <laughs> got it we're done we're doing it i think they did the i think the characters were really well done because they focused on the characters i think almost to the sacrifice of the world you know what i was thinking earlier today you know how people say that D&D &D and Critical Role have a Matt Mercer problem, kind of. Don't agree with it, but that's like... The Matt Mercer effect? Right. It's. I was kind of thinking that The Last of Us, in a sense, has, has a Pedro Pascal effect where Joel is an awful, awful human being. I think, I think part of the issue getting that message across was not letting him be an awful human being in the first few episodes yeah. uh, and kind of hinting at it. But it, it also is Pedro Pascal is beloved now that I'm getting into the Pedro Pascal uh, fandom. And people were just so they they romanticize the character of Joel, even his awful things so much that the bad of Joel is kind of absorbed into this wonderful, wonderful person that like Pedro Pascal is. So I don't necessarily know if Joel as we know, Joel comes across and not just because of the the missed opportunities in the writing. 
I think that was a fail for them character-wise, is Joel. Is they they told more about Joel than they showed. And I don't think what they showed matched what they told. And I think they could have done the same. You know, we could have had that Robert moment. I don't know why. I, I still don't understand. I, I haven't listened to the podcasts or whatever they are doing. They're, they're like an hour long. And I know I'm like a hypocrite saying it. It's <laughs> much, way but... longer. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I don't know why they changed that. I think it's to condense it, I guess. But I think it was a really, it would have been a really important Joel and Tess moment. Of if they were the ones to deal with Robert. I think, I don't think it was to condense it. I really do think that they were trying to use violence as, they were trying to use violence to convey how far Joel and Ellie would go for each other. What lengths Joel and Ellie would go for each other. And like, sure, yeah, seeing Joel snap after all this time for the sake of Ellie could be powerful, but Joel snapped beforehand. I'm sorry. Like, that's who Joel was. And in some ways, it was kind of like they were using Joel reverting back to that violence as a measure of, like, what Ellie meant to him. But I feel like the measure of what Ellie meant to him was the fact that he got over that as the game went on. Yes, he, yes, he reverted back to being that awful, terrible, I'm going to kill everybody that I want to person. But the whole point of Ellie was to heal that streak in him and that that part of him that lashed out that much because of everything that he lost. Not to say that he's he stopped being that person, but Ellie helped him through that. I think I think show wise he didn't revert because he wasn't that person as we saw. They were told he was that person, but other than but like any time he did an extremely violent act. There was a reason behind it where the audience could get behind it. So every, like, the torture scene was because these people had Ellie and he needed to get to her. Understandable. Sure, I'm not, like, I don't know if I would ever do torture, but I've never had that situation. But I can understand that that's why he's doing it. Or, you know, him going Rambo in the hospital all of a sudden when he couldn't hit the clicker in the museum. <laughs> and now he's one-shotting things. It's because he's trying to save Ellie's life to the detriment of the cure and whatever. But that's that's his goal. And then people who are like, well, as a parent, I can understand that, you know, they're just missing as, the fact that like this is just who he is, though. Right. But he's done that because we didn't see that in the beginning in the game when he broke Robert's arm over merchandise. He was willing to do that over merchandise. And Tess just headshotted him twice over merchandise because he screwed him over merchandise because you don't, don't cross them they are two people you right. don't cross because they will hurt you and kill you so if he's willing to do that over stuff what do you think he's willing to do over something he loves but we don't see that we just we see him be able to be extremely violent in understandable circumstances <laughs> And then all of a sudden, he's like Rambo when he does it. And I think I saw something where Neil described it as he went God mode because of it. But I was like, he didn't need to do that if we had seen it in the beginning, what he's capable of over stuff. I mean, I still would love, I wouldn't want that scene changed because I love Joel on a rampage. But no, I think it was, I think it was well done. I think, I think he maybe, I think if there was something I would have changed, I would think he would have had a little bit of a harder time. It just kind of skews. Like, I don't know, wing him or something. <laughs> make, him, make him catch his breath. <laughs> yeah. I understand that we are supposed to... I, he, he's, Neil Druckmann said the cure was 100% able to be done 
blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. They didn't seem like really confident people from the start, though, where in the beginning, <laughs> so here's the thing, in the game, when Tess dies, they died because of Fedra. The fireflies who were supposed to meet with them, they died because of Fedra. They got taken out. Like the whole, the right. whole, all of Firefly, like the whole Firefly segment got taken down. Because Fedra was going after them. In the game, in the show, they got taken out because somebody decided not to tell somebody that they got infected and they infected other people. Right. Because that was the implication, wasn't it? <laughs> like I they think know the so. serious thing. And somebody must have been affected, infected, and then got somebody else infected. And then it just, like, snowballed from there. So that's why they died, because somebody was being a dipshit. So then they go across country, and Marlene has a whole group with her, five people to go along with her. And they all almost die on the way. Whereas Joel and Ellie are like, do, 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 do. Yeah, we almost got eaten by cannibals and stuff, but, you know. Other than that, we had a pretty chill trip. Other than that, the foliage was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and then Joel just... Do, 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 goes around gonna shoot you and an army of fireflies can't even wing him and it's like okay so now you're gonna be able to develop a vaccine mass produce it and also distribute it calmly i don't know i don't have a ton of confidence in the fireflies as a group but also the world as it was depicted in the show wasn't all that awful there were awful elements but so long as you kind of stuck to your little area like Jackson, why did Ellie have to get sacrificed for a world that doesn't even come across as that big of a threat? You know what it kind of felt like? It kind of felt like when people who don't live in the cities talk about cities like, oh, New York, oh, L.A. It's, you know, it's just filled with all this terrible just crime all over the place. And, and I've lived in both. I've not been a victim of crime in there. I'm there. There is crime. But it's almost like you hear about other people talk about how it's so dangerous and then you're actually living in it. And it's, it's, a, it's just regular life. It's all right. You got to be smart the way you live. But it's not like I'm dodging bullets the whole time as I'm walking home from work or something. Yeah, it, it's the need for a cure was like, why? It's to make it. I, I understand wanting to do the cure to the to the to the length that. Marlene was going through going to in the world depicted in the show because even then the biggest threats in the show are the humans so you really think taking out the infected at this point is going to make the shitty people not shitty anymore no 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 see that that's that's always been my hang up with the whole thing even like that's it's also why like I really rail against the whole Joel doomed humanity thing. Like, no, if humanity is how you if you think humanity is bases its worth on our current day society of how we are in a modern society, then it's already been doomed. I the Davids I aren't going away. The Kathleen's are not the, giving up their power anymore. The David was still a David pre apocalypse. He was just a teacher. He was just able to be a teacher, which is scarier. So gross. I kind of, it's, it's like one of those things. Like I'd rather somebody be like an outward asshole instead of like a hidden one. Like I, I want to know who you are. And this is a world where David could be who he is. And it's scary of what he can do. But I think it's even scarier to imagine what he did as a teacher. But do you think In that secret. the Davids of the world are going to go back into the little human shaped boxes? No. No, the Pandora's box is open. And the Davids of the world are going to go get that vaccine 
and use it to manipulate the shit out of people so they remain in power and they can continue doing awful things to people. Right. And, you know, either the Fireflies would be run over by some other group trying to take over from them. Fedra, I think, would have a real problem with the Fireflies being in control of the vaccines. And I don't know if, you know... Like, oh, Fedra never leaves the cities. If they hear about a vaccine, they will. (laughs) And they've got they've got like a whole laboratory thing in Atlanta, they said, didn't they? Where they're like making their medicines and stuff. Maybe. They're still making medicines, Fedra is. So if Fedra knows how to make this vaccine, you know that they can do that. You think they're just going to give it to them? Do you think they're going to give them the formula or whatever it is that they need to be able to make the vaccines on their own? No. And you think Fedra's going to give up power once they have a vaccine? Well, now that that's taken care of, you guys don't need us anymore. Absolutely not. Because the whole need for control or the whole need for order is still going to be there without the infected. Like, it's not like, well, that was that was crazy, you guys. Let's. So everybody back, back to work on Monday? Yeah, like, let's... I'm going to go back to Pittsburgh or whatever and pick up being an Uber again. I don't know. Like, what, like, where are you going back to? It's already fallen. I don't, if you want, I don't think, it, it, seems, it seems really short-sighted to think that you need there to be no threat of infection for there to be a functional society. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Either you adapt to it and then you create your functional society as Jackson, which can fall or not, you know, we don't know. But that's with anything, right? Our societies right now could fall for whatever reason. Like a a lot of things aren't great. (laughs) Because you have infected doesn't mean that, oh, well, now we can't do anything. That's just, you got all these little buildings, places with all these walls. How did you build these really tall walls when all the infected were at their peak? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, I, it's just, I, I, don't, I don't know. Marlene, I think, is very short sighted. Short sighted in how she thinks things are going to, how she thought, sorry, past tense. Or idealistic. Of how she thought. Right. She's really naive. But it's also somebody and, who had this goal, you know, was white knuckling this goal and gave up so much for this goal. And at some point, I think you sacrifice so much for something that it that you get to a point where at this point you're finishing the fucking goal because you've given up so much that I don't care if this isn't even going to turn out the way that I thought it was. I have to complete this because I just gave too much of myself not to complete this. Yeah, I, I see that. It's like I've gone this far. I can't just stop. I see that. I don't have that drive personally, but no, I can stop. I can always stop. I never, I never, I never meant to finish. I just assumed somebody else would take over for me. I just got it started. Why, why am I still doing this right now? Where, where is everybody? Like, I would have been like, once the people start, once my five bodyguards started dropping, I was like, all right, no, I'm good. New plan. Where's this Jackson? I heard about this place like Jackson. Where's Tommy? Didn't Joel say Tommy was in Wyoming or something? Even with all of its faults, though some of the faults because there there really aren't that many faults at at the end of the day i do think that this is a solid show yeah i think that's why i think that's why it's also easier to focus on what kind of fell apart right because it was you can see how it was well done and you can see what they did really well and then how they just dropped it off at the end 
they have the ability because they've shown it and they've done it. It's not like it was like, oh, well, this is almost there. No, it was there. I think in that first episode, we were all in right, right. after that. I think that first episode, they did such a really it's just good job establishing the world. And the things they changed was done well. And then we got to like, it kind of, there's some things we have issues with. But overall, it's like, oh, that's just the difference between like creator and audience. It does whatever. It's not like a fault in the show, I think. Right. I don't think the show is disappointing. I think overall, if you look at the big picture of it, it was a really overall well-done adaptation of the game. And I think the show can really stand on its own as a show. Like, I think it can be enjoyable on its own. Like, you don't need people like us of the nostalgia to carry you through. Yeah, that's... that's I stutter so much in these. That's something that I don't think enough people talk about in adaptations. Going back to The Expanse for one second, you tapped out first season. So many people tapped out in the first season because they threw so much information at you that even as somebody who has read the books, not for a while, I was like, wait, 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 hold on. Refresh what's happening. And I think that show relied a little bit too much on people coming in with some baseline information to yeah. clear out some of the confusion. And The the Last of Us doesn't have that. If you've never seen the show, I think in some ways you might even have a better time with it. I think I think so, yeah. I think maybe you wouldn't get as easily attached to those one or two episode characters. But I do think it maybe it wouldn't feel like the drop-off was there that we saw. I guess there does seem to be a universal. Oh, that was it moment for how it ended. But I did kind of feel the same way with the game. The ending is just abrupt. And that's that's a fact. I Yeah, I think that's that was the point in the game, though. Like it made you kind of just sit with it. That's true. And maybe they were going for the same effect in the show where it's just like, wait, what? But I guess I just wanted more. I, I, it's, it's so hard to say. I wanted more when I was playing the game. I wanted more during the TV show. So I'm not shocked to I mean, hear I mean, that people were just like scratching their heads I a little bit. That's also a testament to the things they did well. They did so excellent, excellently well. I'm excited for the things to come. I think if they if they had kept up the energy from the first few episodes throughout the season, I think this would have been as perfect of a thing you could make. I'm still not mad about it, Quibbles just... Yeah. No, I'm not mad about it. I will cancel my HBO thing right now, but when it comes back, I'll renew it. (laughs) (laughs) I have no reason for it right now. But, you know, I am excited for things to come. I do miss... I will miss watching it on Sundays. Which is also a testament. Yeah. So, you know, now, now I'll play the second game in anticipation. So next week, we are going to dive into... Talking about the second game, we're starting a replay and that will lead into a conversation of what we think the second season might look like, what we're hoping the second season might look like. It's going to be filled with spoilers. So if you have not watched, if you have not played the second game and are trying to avoid spoilers, although that's probably so hard. It's probably so frustrating trying to find spaces to talk about it. I was thinking about I was thinking about that with when they went to Jackson that episode this season cuz I did hear that there were some things trending on the Twitter 
of that were spoilers, basically, so of shitty. the second game. And I I get it in a way because it's it's so far removed. Like it was this was the game was released like 2013. 2020. No, the second game was oh, released oh. 2020. Yeah. So like in in the people's minds who've played it, they're out of the spoiler zone. So when they see it, I can see it getting excited. And you just like quickly type in in something. But there's so, I think there's so many people who have who don't experience who are going into this blind and probably want to stay blind. Right. I wish I could kind of partition my brain though to be like somebody who's played the game and watched the show, and somebody who's never played the I game know. and watched the show, and to have that ruined because. I, you know what? I didn't really... I don't know. I guess I didn't pay attention to it. But was that a huge problem with Game of Thrones? I don't know because I didn't pay attention. Yeah. I know there are a lot of, like, forum threads or Reddit threads and stuff. A lot of the... Like, if you have those type of adaptation things, a lot of them have specific tags where you're talking about the book. Or, like, there's yeah, book yeah, spoilers yeah. in here, too, and stuff. But you just can't regulate that on a... Massive scale. Twitter. Right. So I do, I do feel bad that... People who want to stay as a TV viewer and, you know, want to go into everything blind. That's just made especially difficult because the show, this, not the show, the game is such, there's such a vocal fan base to it and a vocal anti-fan base to it. Which we'll talk about next week too. Ooh, I'm yeah. excited to get into that conversation because I have opinions. But yeah, so next week is not a mini-sode. It's a spoiler-sode, a full... Full spoiler sewed. All things Last of Us 2. And we'll see how well our predictions hold up. Probably not very well because I'm really, really bad at predicting anything. <laughs> In like two years or whatever. Like when does that happen? Oh God, I hope it's not two years. <laughs> but if you are interested in going into theories, if you have your own theories, let us know. You can email or at us on social media at any time at two fireflies pod on all socials that's t-w-o-f-i-r-e-f-l-i-e-s-p-o-d there is something about the f-l-i that trips me up every single time our music was frozen river by alexander nakarada you can find him on superintsoundstudios.com and on free-doc-music.com I don't have a tagline for the end of this episode. So just be chill. Try to keep your spoilers to yourself if you can. And don't ruin things for people on Twitter. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>